Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking and ICBA Securities. My name is Byron Earnhardt, and I'm the Programming Director at Barrett. It is our mission here to serve the community banking industry with information that is informative, relevant, and hopefully we'll have a little fun along the way. So, from Memphis, Tennessee, home of banking, blues, and barbecue, welcome to our little corner of the community banking world. And we hope that we can make your bank, your staff, or maybe just even your day a better one. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Main Street Banking Podcast. We are uh, bringing back uh, a a former guest and a a friend of the show, friend of community banking. Uh, Many of you are listening to this either at ICBA Love or coming back from ICBA Love, and I hope you've caught up on your sleep and uh, your hands are recovering from all the hands that we've been shaking, finally getting back in front of people. But uh, I'm very excited to bring, uh, bring these guests back. We've got uh, Carl Falk and Tracy Fox with uh, with BotDoc. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, a little bit about BotDoc. Hey, I'll tell you what, um, Byron, can't, uh, couldn't be more happy to be here um, just to kind of chat today and, you know, excited for, uh, you know, we were just talking about ICBA being back in the limelight, um, the first li- live conference since uh, since right before the shutdown two years ago. So this is uh, this has been a lot of fun, and um, you know, from us again, you know, I mean, community banking is so relationship based. You know, not just with their customers, but you know, just between banks and uh, providers and, and everybody. So it's um, uh, it's it's nice to uh, to, to kind of have that uh, have that back. But um, you know, Botdoc, we've been. Uh, um, in kind of the community banking space for a handful of years, you know, we really got introduced through, uh, through the ICBA, through the think tech accelerator, uh, back in, what was that Tracy? Early, early 2019, January. 19, 19. All right. Yeah. So sorry. The years we, start to, I lost together. a year in COVID, but I was going to say that was yeah. like a, that was like 15, 20 years ago. Right? It feels like 50. Yeah. I think, I think my gray hair looks 15, 20 years <laughs> right. older since then. Yeah. Um, but uh, and actually, my wife she she got she got me to dye my hair over Christmas. I hated it. I did not want to do it. And she's like, "You're too too white." I looked I looked like an idiot. I really did. <laughs> so I so I was I was not happy. I was, I I just looked like this awkward kid with really dark brown hair that I haven't had since maybe like I was 22. I don't know. Anyway, sorry I digress, but. Um, so it's better now. It's better now. But, right. um, you know, um, you know, we so we've been a, a we've really felt like part of the family since since 2019. And, um, you know, and in the fact that we've gotten, you know, a lot of ICBA banks to incorporate our technology and, uh, you know, it, it does. It feels like a community. And, you know, we've had a lot of banks that have stood up and said, hey, this changed some some big parts of our business. And that really helped other banks make a decision. And it does, it feels like, um, you know, like a family, uh, not a dysfunctional family. And a lot of people are like, oh, family. Yeah, no way. Like, you know, that's like, you're there thinking well, Thanksgiving. You yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the, the, the family you can choose, right? That's, right. that's family the best choice. family. Yeah. Right. You can choose. So, uh, you know, so we've kind of been around uh, for a couple of years and, um, and I'll tell you what, um, 
even being through COVID, we had a lot of banks adopt our technology really quick during the COVID time period and really helped them out, um, especially during the PPP loan process. And, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. you know, we, we tried to respond as, as many providers did, right. Uh, respond for, uh, for those companies. But, you know, for us at the core is, um, is helping banks understand that they do need security with their consumers, but also providing convenience, right? And that's typically, right? That's typically the 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 opposite side of the uh, the spectrum, right? If you if you make things secure, it's really hard, and if you lack security, it gets easier. So we're kind of this weird anomaly that that allows them to do to do both with their customers. So you know that's us, and um, again, excited excited to be here and and talk about um, you know maybe what lies on the the future for what we see in community banking and, and all that, but I'll, I'll, I'll stop talking about my hair and, and family and uh, I'll, I'll let Tracy, uh, Tracy chime in here too. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, man. I, the, the venture center in Little Rock, that it was home for three months. Wasn't it Carl? We had a lot of fun. Yeah. It, yeah we and, were traveling, um, live, we have an apartment and traveling back and forth. Yeah. It was crazy. Cool. Yeah. And uh, for me, when I, every day, like for me, just personally, just knowing that the, 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 the base of community banks out there that are seeking innovation and how that kind of got accelerated crisis is always the catalyst for change, right? Some kind of a event or whatever it may be. And not that I'm speaking an event or another COVID upon any community bank or anybody for that matter, but at the same time, um, you know, it accelerated a lot of things in our world. And uh, for me, anyway, personally, getting back to that, my original comment was just seeing and hearing the testimonies from dozens and dozens of banks. And we have many case studies, Byron, you were mentioning a couple earlier, and you've read through some of the Independent Banker magazine articles, et cetera. But just knowing that we help them fundamentally um, expedite some of these banks, hundreds and hundreds of loans, I'm talking like small one and two branch banks, expedite three, four, 500 plus uh, PPP loans on in one day for like opening day is absolutely astonishing. But just knowing that we were a part of that and being able to expedite some of those workflow management processes that they were struggling with, man, that was for me the, the coolest part of the, uh, the whole journey. Um, outside of that, um, I know we're supposed to introduce ourselves. I don't think Carl did so necessarily, but, you know, Carl always says, hey, I'm just the guy that got pissed off. Um, and I'm usually the guy that says I was an entrepreneur sitting on a VC panel when Carl was pitching for the, the seed round. Right. I had no idea who he was. He had gray hair then. He has gray hair now. Somewhere <laughs> he had brown hair. I get it. But and when he when he when he put the slides up and afterwards we did the due diligence as a panel at this uh, VC group that, that, that he was pitching at. Um, I, I all the geeks in the room. Right. All the IT guys. Right. They're like. Do you have any idea what that's, that, what that's capable of? Because I said, hey, why are you guys getting so excited? I don't have a, a technical background. So I asked that question. And they go, do you have any idea what the technology is capable of? And I, I said, no, tell me more. And the more they told me, I know I needed, I needed to, uh, to, uh, to, to catch up with Carl for a cup of coffee. And um, the rest is history. A lot of, uh, a lot of fun. And then, we went to a, then we went to a Broncos game. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, history right. of the Broncos yeah. game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Well, I, I think our listeners can see why I liked having Bot Doc on the first time and why I was very excited to bring Bot Doc uh, back on. And all that excitement, uh, we forgot to talk about what Bot Doc does. Can y'all give me a quick hint? Oh, on? yeah. <laughs> I oh, guess, yeah. yeah. I guess that would what be we do. What do we yeah, do? <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. We, we have a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun. Right. So, yeah. So, so what we are doing is we're providing a capability that's very, very secure that redefines kind of this customer experience. Um, I mean, at our core, we're end-to-end encryption. So for documents and data between your customer and your bank employee, whether the employee is remote or in the, in the branch and whether your customer, we have some that use it actually in the branch as well, whether the customer's in the branch, the drive-through uh, or you know, a couple thousand miles away, and, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's, well, you know, it's kind of like secure email. And I'm like, well, no, right. In secure email, you got to have a, a login and account. And I don't think every, any customers ever said, hey, wow, you know, thanks. Really appreciate you sending me a secure email link. Um, so we basically allow uh, end-to-end encryption between a customer and an employee at a bank um, for numerous use cases, right? Banking, onboarding, you need some preliminary documents to get some um, uh, you know, uh, a signature page ready, um, you know, initial documents for a loan app, trailing documents for underwriting. Those are really the three biggest use cases for, uh, for community banking. But we provide a, a secure construct where you can do, you can have that end-to-end encryption with your customers, but no pins, no passwords, no logins, no apps to download, uh, no software plugins to download. And um, it's, um, it's pretty special. And uh, like I said, we kind of had to invent it because we had a requirement for it. It didn't exist. And when we did it, we realized that that was really what we should be doing, not the other things that we were doing. Right. And, uh, and that was years and years ago. But um, so, yeah, we're, we, we provide that capability where a bank can send out an email or a text and grab something like an ID or even get a document signed so they can actually leverage their own DocuSign or Adobe Sign accounts. And, um, you know, the, really the way to look at it is a a kind of a digital conversation, right? So you can, you can create this secure session with a consumer in real time. So it can either be pre pre pre-programmed and plugs, you know, and automated, or you can do it, it can be ad hoc, but literally let's say, let's say you're on the phone or even on a zoom call with the customer. Okay. How do you, how do you get their driver's license? How do you get uh, a document signed. How do you get, um, you know, even a payment from them, right? Like a bank, you know, you, you can't, right? You'd have to, oh, now go to email for this. Oh, hey, now I'm going to send you a secure email for this part. Right. You know, I don't have a scanner. Well, how do I do that? Right. You know, all that stuff. So it's literally being able to send them a text or an email or both and open up this secure session where they can send you a picture of, uh, they can chat back and forth with you, send a picture of their ID. Um, you can actually get something signed. Um, you can actually send them documents. You can actually now collect payments from them, maybe initial deposit on an account, you know, lots of things. And then when you're done, that session closes out and it's, it's, it's gone from the internet forever. Mm-hmm. And that's except for it in the system. And this is now being built into large, um, large software platforms. So imagine being in your mortgage LOS or your banking onboarding system and being able to engage a secure channel like this without asking the customer ever to log into that system. 
Um, this is where we're fundamentally, the banks that are leveraging this, whether it's our SaaS-based tool or through products that already have our API built into it, they're seeing, they're redefining how, they're, how they engage with their customers. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, you can ask any bank that uses BotDoc, you know, you know, I, you know I, I'm not really trying to pitch BotDoc here, but you remove friction and hurdles from a customer's journey with you. And there's two guarantees, guarantees you will close more transactions and you will close them faster. And that's what we do. That's what we're helping community banks do. I, I love that. And, and when Tracy uh, first did the demo uh, for, for Chris and I, it, it was pretty amazing. And I, I think the, I think I thought of myself when I was in production and trying to get from ag, from farmers, all the tax returns, all the projections, all this yeah. stuff. And yeah. to try and sign on, you know, you think about a lot of these farmers, that, a lot of my customers anyway, way we're operating off. Of and the farms. exceptions too, right? I don't talk about my exceptions. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, I didn't, yeah, I didn't no, mean no, to no, give no, you no, a, no, a no, PSTD. No, 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 no. Bad words. But no, the, you know, a lot of my farmers operate off of, offer it off their cell phones. And to try right. to get into secure email, sign this link, it, it was a pain. Yep. And yes. to your point, remove the friction, do better business. Mm-hmm. It's great stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I think it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic idea. And I'm excited to see it grown. Um, you know, in, in some of the materials that, that you sent and that you talked about during ICVA Live and uh, in advance of it, you talked about what you call the interrelation between technology and the human experience while yeah. embracing a digital standard. Um, those are some big words. There's some big, bold words. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you meant by that. Yeah, I know. It's right. Everyone's heads explode when you kind of throw that on the table. <laughs> but, you know, one, one of the things that I think that we've really seen, and this is, you know, we have large, so kind of give everyone a perspective. So we have large clients like Edward Jones, Ally Financial, you know, BotDocs being built into, actually is built into Epic now, um, you know, via University of Arkansas Medical Systems and built into Salesforce. It's bit, you know, so we, we see, and then, you know, community banks as well. So we see kind of this, this huge gamut of because it's not just you know selling botdoc it's it's listening to what are they doing like what are they thinking and and it's kind of this concept that we've really been trying to to talk about because no one's writing about it, no one's really talking about it and we kind of think it's like this digital awakening um you know once covid happened right we were just talking earlier like everything is duct taped together stapled together <laughs> right i mean that bank you know and, and good on the community banks like they were just like crap we got to figure this out right like all right well let's bring in everyone's going to sit in the conference room and we're going to print stuff out and you right. know and and, and everyone just kind of figured out and said hey well let's use this piece of technology for this or whatever but now you know the kind of the smoke is clearing and everyone kind of i you have, you have a couple of schools of thought. One is that there's another pandemic around the corner, right? And nobody wants to be caught off guard again, right? So there's some, so there's some people in that, in that school of thought. Another school of thought um, is that, you know, there's not going to be another pandemic, um, but the consumer was given a taste of a new future. Mm. And they're not going to give it up. 
and I and I, I believe whether whether you, whether you believe another pandemic is coming or not or COVID 2.0 whatever, but I think this is this is something that everyone kind of grasps onto is like you get so we already have a consumer that craves convenience, right? Like let's just be honest. Right. The reason right. Amazon exists is because my lazy butt would rather hit a button and pay 50 cents more than drive down the home Depot. And I, and I get it tomorrow. Right. Let's just be honest. Right. So like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is where our, our our society has gone. Like everyone craves convenience and there's studies and everyone knows that. Right. Um, The, the, the companies that provide a better experience, even if their product is more are going to do better. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we kind of sit back and say, okay, during COVID, post-COVID, and, and a lot of things haven't changed. And, you know, the cliche is the new norm or whatever you want to call it. But that customer got to do everything at home. I mean, think about doctor's appointments. So telemedicine was around before COVID. Right. But it had not really taken off. And, you know, like Tracy says, you know, uh, uh, crisis is catalyst for change. And, it, and it's true. It's very true. So uh, there's a lot of aspects of a consumer that just won't, that are not going away, right? It's sitting on your couch, closing a, a loan or, you know, driving to the bank or the, the title company and having them meet you in the car. Right. Right. Like if you would have told me that, you know, December of 19, I would have laughed at you. Right. Um, and uh, there, there was this, actually there was a funny Saturday Night Live skit. Um, you know, it was after COVID, and, and it was this. They were back, and it was like the fall of nineteen, and they were sitting with like a uh, um, a psychic, and they were telling, and they said, "Oh, I see this in your future. You're going to be <laughs> scrubbing. You're going to be scrubbing your groceries in your garage before you bring them in the house." And they, you know, so it was just all this kind of funny stuff, and. Um, but, you know, I don't think anybody would have expected that. But, you know, I think there's so much that has changed that is not going to go back to the way it was. And here, herein lies the challenge. Because the core of community banking, I think everyone would agree that's at ICBA would agree with this. And, and even the ones that, that couldn't make it, um, the core of community banking is relationships. Like, let's be honest, right? right? The, right. the benefit of Community banking is walking into the bank and them knowing that you're an assistant football coach at the local high school. Your son is graduating and going to this college. Your daughter's playing in the, in the high school soccer game tonight, right? Like that's, that's why, that's why you want to go there. But when the experience, the digital experience is bad, therein lies the problem because no community bank wants anybody to have a bad experience. So the challenge, and this is hence your question. Uh, and I tend to answer questions with a long answer. My apologies to anybody listening. That's like, Oh my God, would this guy shut up and just get to the point? <laughs> so no, man, it's, it's a podcast. I'm looking to fill out. It, oh, it's a, yeah, that's right. They can't man. chime in. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, you're good. you guys. I want to keep talking. <laughs> right, you, you just, I can you, chime you, in. Shut up. <laughs> That's right. Tracy's going to tell me so. So, so the, uh, uh, but, but the, the, the point being is like so many, I mean, community banks don't have millions of dollars to customize platforms. And I mean, and they shouldn't, 
So they go and they research and they say, God, this platform's really good for this aspect of our business. We're going to go and do that, right? And so many platforms today are about removing the human, right? They can do everything online, you know, go through the process. And then you're like, okay, is our, is our user interface good on this platform? I don't know, mm-hmm. right? Like, is our, are our customers really going to like this? Like the ag farmers, are they going to log into this system? No, they're going to pick up a phone and call somebody. I, yeah, sure. Whatever, log in, download an app, like just help me out. Like, how can I just get this to you right now? Right. So I think what, where some things get lost is this whole concept of what we really need is we have to be an extent, any technology has to be an extension to the human relationship. It can't replace the human relationship. And I think that's, that's where we're at post COVID. Because everyone was like, crap, let's just use this system for this. Let's just shove everything through. Let's do this. Let's do this. And it's like, okay, wh- what is our what does our customer experience actually look like right now? Mm-hmm. Like we were we were on a call. Uh, I won't tell the bank. We were on a call with Community Bank, and um, we were talking about their customer journey. And the individual said, "Oh yeah, for well, for this part of the business, we use this." Okay, well, what do you use for banking? Well, we use this platform for banking onboarding. Oh, what, what system do you use for, for, um, for where they get their statements? Oh, wait, we use this system for that. Oh, and you all, do you use secure email? Yeah, oh, absolutely, we use secure email. And then do you have a fax number? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we absolutely have a fax number. Do you have an app? Oh, yeah, we absolutely have an app. And there were, there were seven different things, seven different, distinctly different platforms for different parts of the bank. And I asked the guy, I said, so your customer, it was the IT guy. And I said, so your customer journey is segregated and, and challenging. And, and he, I, I remember it went dead silent. We weren't, it was, it was a Zoom call. And, and I, you know, and I kind of felt bad for the guy because I, I think it really kind of rocked his world afterwards. He was kind of sitting going, what, like, oh, shit, like, th- th- this isn't good. And, and I think, so this is where I think so many, it's like, oh, we got to put this in place, this in place, this place. So I really think like this, this digital awakening is really kind of opening our eyes and saying, what are we doing? That, so the equivalent of this, Byron, would be you can come into the branch and get stuff done, right? Let's just admit that would be the easiest scenario. Just come into the branch, knock it out because we wouldn't have to follow up with you. We wouldn't have to, you know, just get all done. This would be like somebody coming in and saying, okay, I'm going to collect your ID at this table. Great. Okay. Now I need you to get up and go walk over to Susan. Who's in, who's in the other side of the branch and wait for her to get off the phone. And then she's going to have to um, uh, get you to sign a document. And then, and then after that, you're going to come over here and you're going to talk to John and, and John's going to be able to take your payment. And then we're going to have some follow-up documentation we're going to need. So you're going to, you know, like that's, that's what we're doing in, in, in essence in the digital space. And I think that's, that's the challenge. That's the digital awakening is what, what should our customer experience relationship look like in a, in a digital, uh, in a digital world. And I think that's the crux of the, the challenge that everyone's facing right now. Yeah. I, I remember writing a, uh, <clears throat> writing a blog post before, um, before COVID talking about trying to get 
to this point of looking at getting management to look at it as a customer and looking yes. at your app as a customer. <laughs> you are well for one thing, you are you better be a customer yeah. of the bank. Um, yeah. and if technology doesn't make sense to you, what do you think? And you know banking, right? Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> you understand banking. And if it doesn't make sense to you, what does that mean for the for your customer that doesn't really get banking? And it's it's it, it seems intuitive, but to your point, all three of us have not seen it always work out that way. No, and and you get you get a customer that uh, you know a lot of people say, well, you know. We got a bunch of millennials. We got younger, you know, whatever the, I don't know what the newest generation is called, but, um, uh, you know. <laughs> them youngins. <laughs> them youngins. That's right. Them youngins. <laughs> them youngins. Are, you know, unfortunately, they're the future of the bank, right? Like, right. But, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, they're online all the time. They all, you know, they're, they're good with downloading apps. Oh, yeah. We have to do a separate app for, for our uh, mortgage. Oh, yeah. They're good with that. They're, no. No, if it's not like Amazon for everything, you're wrong, right? Amazon is so successful because I don't have to go through a bunch of different websites. I don't have to go to different Amazon apps for different perspectives. So yeah, that younger crowd, I mean, you give them some, you give them some roadblocks and some friction and they're going to be like, I, I can't do this. Right. I, I got to, I got to go bank somewhere else. Well, you know, and it's, um, I think it's you definitely hit the the the, the good point there on um, being so dismissive. I think uh, of people's people's experiences and trying to just say, "Oh well, you know they understand they understand um, uh, technology. They they have an app." That's well, right. we'll, they... just, we'll just throw more apps at <laughs> it's sort of so being a music guy and i was having to look up because i don't listen to this artist but it's sort of it's sort of like pat boone recording um crazy train or, or stairway to heaven you know because all you got to do is just sing the song and those kids will listen to pat boone sing really i mean and i and i'm not bashing pat boone at all i mean some that, that whatever your bag is man go for it but really you know, that, that's yeah. sort of... <laughs> well, I see all your all your Pat Boone followers are now pissed off at you. But... Well, I mean, but look, if you're a Pat Boone follower, <laughs> you've got that album. You're like, oh, no, that's a good one. But if you're a metal fan, yeah. eh, you, you're really not digging the Pat Boone discography yeah, right. on that one. So, <laughs> again, if you're a Pat Boone fan, but look, look, my favorite band is Hootie and the Blowfish. I have no reason to like talk wow. about Pat. Oh, yeah, hardcore. So, but, so are you, are have you transitioned to a, being a Darius Rucker fan? Uh, yeah, by no? and large. Yeah, by and large. Um, God, this podcast is going off the rails. No, I, I, mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I like his stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe that should be the, the title of your podcast now, Off the Rails with, yeah, with Byron. Yeah, that Erner. would actually yeah. probably be more accurate. It's like Byron Earnhardt, <laughs> Off the Rails. No, right, um, off the rails. It, yeah. No, I, I like his stuff, especially when it's when he's writing it. Now, a lot of times in some of his later albums, he's been co doing a lot of co-writes and stuff. Um, yeah. And I'm not as big a fan. I just think he was a great songwriter and I love his voice. Yeah, I don't like the new Hootie album. And that's another issue for another podcast. All right. Let's get we back on the rails. We, we won't go. We won't go down. down no, don't. Don't. My friends <laughs> might need to bring that one up with me because that will get a long text message in the group. Text. Yeah. Well, you never may, maybe maybe uh, Darius is uh, maybe he's in banking now and he's going to listen to this podcast and you're going to get a, you know. 
Look, man, know. if, if, if Darius, if you're listening, I'll do a co-write with you all day, every day. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you, 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 we talked about earlier uh, in, in our conversations catching up of uh, get, having, de- and to use your phrase from some of your material, decades of technological advancement in just a few months. I think that's putting yep. it mildly. <laughs> I, think, yep. I know with what we've been yep. having to do at Barrett. Uh, I mean, de- yeah, decades in, in a few months. Nationally, y'all are working, you know, all over the country uh, with with banks. What are you seeing, and in terms of what's sticking, in terms of the te- the the technological advancement, and, and what's sticking, and where do we still need to go? Yeah, so definitely, what's sticking is they're they're leaning more and more towards understanding where the customer's at, right? So, hey, look. My wife tested positive for COVID. I got to get this stuff done. They're they're finding ways to get it done, right? Like um, we had a a bank, um, this was last year, um, actually tell us that they were were using Botox to collect a picture of their ID and also a selfie. Because uh, the bank didn't have it, you know, and now there's 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 technologies you can run that through and it gives you like a probability score and says, ah, 96% probability it's the same person. But again, you know, selfie take, t- taken within the, the the same, you know, bot doc session and a, and a picture of their ID. And they're like, okay, yeah, I know that I'm dealing with this person, you know, whether they're on the phone, right? And normally you authenticate, hey, what's your mother's maiden name or what all this stuff they'd be on the phone, but they'd say, you know, I want to know, I want to see your, you know, I need a copy of your driver's license. So I think where I think some banks are, they're, they're, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it pushing the envelope. It's really just kind of figuring a way to get it done because either, you know, sometimes it's because their bonus is, you know, tied to it, but, you know, really finding a way to get it done for, for that customer. So what we're really seeing is, the community banks have really responded well um, across the board. Cause you know, we, whether, and Tracy will tell you, even on sales calls, right. Somebody that, you know, isn't even a Botox user, and maybe they, they didn't become a Botox user. We ask them questions, right? Like, Hey, you know, what did, what do you, what are you leveraging for this? And um, how are you handling, you know, this situation? And um, for the most part, the community banks have responded very well. The challenge is, this is where the challenge is becoming is this saw a lot of software prize been talking to, you know, certain banks for a long, long time. And then COVID happened post COVID. And these guys are saying, Hey, you know, now it's time to use our mortgage LOS. Okay. Let's use it. And then, but that company doesn't have a banking onboarding system or doesn't have a car loan product. All right. Well, yeah, well, let's go do this. And we get back to this disjointed customer kind of experience journey. Right. And the banks are going, well, we need it. Right. Um, I think here's the challenge. And this this is where like me, like I I feel bad um, for kind of where community banking is, is, you know, the banks sit back and said, we have to, we have to do these things because our customers are saying, we know, we don't want to come into the branch. Right. But this, this challenge is, okay, how do we transact business remotely? Just as if the consumer was sitting right across the desk, sliding stuff back and forth. Like that's, that's the problem. 
And I think banks feel like if they, if they truly like the executive sat back and said, yeah, well, we're, we're using all these different systems because we have to, right. We absolutely have to. And, um, and this is, this is kind of this, it's not really a cart and a horse thing. It's really this, you need the technology to survive, but you don't want to replace the customer experience, you know, that, that human experience. So, so where's, where's the happy medium? And I think, you know, every bank's processes are different. I think, you know, we were talking earlier um, about you put in new technology and, and Betty Sue has been there for 32 years is pissed off, right? Like I've been doing it this way for 32 years and gosh, darn it. I don't want to change. And, it, and, but honestly, it works. If it works, it works. And so this is, this is the, this is the problem is that technology a lot of times, especially now is driving the bank's processes versus the bank's processes. The, the technology, well, sorry, let me, let me rephrase this. Cause I I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting all, I'm getting all fired up. Like my heart rate's racing. Cause I'm, I'm really passionate about this issue because the banks are kind of in this bad spot because the technology should mold to meet the needs of the bank and their business processes. Cause every bank's a little bit different, but the technology is not doing, I mean, it can't, you know, it's the software is the way, Hey, you want the software, you buy it. Right. Oh, and you want to modify it. Oh yeah. <laughs> try talking, try talking to any of the cores about modifying software. <laughs> Right. Ask them how, and, 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 and yeah, you'll fall out of your chair. How much and how long is it going to take? Right. right. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen. So like I do, I feel bad. Like in, and I think we're at this, this is kind of this, this awakening, right? We're at this point of like, do I, do I implement different technologies for my bank that fundamentally changes the way my bank works and the process that's been in place since my grandfather owned it, you know, 150 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we built this community around blah, 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 you know, whatever the scenario is, but we're not going to write checks for somebody to come in and build custom software and, you know, and modify our core, you know, like it's just not, it just can't happen. Well, so, I think, I think you were actually, you, you, I think you were making a great point there, uh, Carl. And it, it sounds, this is just my opinion. Um, I think we get dazzled by the flash of of technology and, Oh, that's cool. And when I went to a conference and um, you know, I saw a flashy, you know, they had a hologram and the the new squirrel. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Shiny squirrel. And, uh, and uh, you know, so we get that, but we don't think about the process. Now the process needs changing. The process needs to be thought through. And at the end of the day, you really just, uh, you know, those crazy, those youngins, they're really just wanting an experience in the same way our generation and the generation, they were wanting an experience. Remember those, yeah, AT- right. you rem- well, you remember those ATMs that were going to put, put banking out of business, you know, how, how <laughs> dare we have 24 hours. Yeah, that's right. Tellers yeah. and you know that that internet that World Wide web internet banking you know that's gonna just put banks out of business too everybody has wanted an experience we just have to figure out the process to meet that experience unfortunately we've kind of hit a, a wall in terms of thinking that I think maybe the technology is probably you go up the technological curve that 
you know, it's, it's hard to grasp how that fits into the experience, but don't chase that squirrel. Still think about that customer and that customer experience right. vis-a-vis efficient ratio, efficiency ratio and all that. Um, I, I really think it, I, I, to the point where you kind of stopped, I really think it should be the process driving the tech. It should, um, it, it should, it absolutely should. And, and then, but you know, the technology people are going to say, yeah, well, well, if I'm going to have to build, you know, specific technology to meet every bank, like, I got it. I mean, that's a lot of money, right? Because your bank wants to see it different in this or whatever. So how 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 does how does technology evolve to the point where it can be molded to a bank's process? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a great great question. Well, and I, I think it kind of and God, I want to sound like a, a, a professor. And my 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 students. Well, have, wait a minute, I'm you an, are, aren't you? Well, and I'm an adjunct. <laughs> I'm an adjunct. At, at Christian Brothers University. So I teach an econ class and a banking class. And thankfully, I've only had one kid fall asleep. I don't know. I, I, I might have to raise the, the BS flag on that one. No, sure, one. For, I'm, let me say it this way. I've only caught one kid falling asleep. Do you go old school and you throw the eraser at him? No, I just let him sleep. I mean, I, it was a boring lecture oh, okay. myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, get it. I get it. I fall asleep. Sorry, oh, yeah. too, man. But I think yeah. at some level, it's sort of the supply and demand. This is where I was going. I think it's sort of the supply and demand. Um, I think once the banks start realizing their demand at some point, and I think from the from the technology side, being in a more have be approaching it more from a consultive sales process. I know sales is a bad word, but from a more consultive sales relationship manager. Y'all are able to kind of say, hey, look, I mean, I hear you. You've got your own processes, but you're not facing any of this, anything really different than the other banks we work with. And here's right. some best practices. Again, we can kind of right. tweak and we can kind of white label uh, around it. But I, I think once we start thinking through those processes collectively, there's not a whole lot of difference. And so I think like an yeah. economics teacher would say, I think supply and demand meet uh, and, and make that more efficient for both for both sides. I think I, I'm going to go on a limb and say that most banks, when they look at software, they're thinking about it from their employees' standpoints. Yeah, there is the customer aspect of it. And I think that that really gets lost in translation of what is the, what is the consumer's overall experience across all of our banking, our digital banking experiences, right, for mm-hmm. this consumer. And I think that's where... You know, I think that's where things kind of get lost, and um, I think that's that's part of the part of the challenge. Well, and, and I think you 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 made a really good point there about the employees because they're the they're the loudest wheel. They're hearing right. the, they're hearing right. the disgruntled teller, the disgruntled employee that doesn't want to change yeah. when they you know don't want to don't they still want to do debits and credits on a spindle. Um, to show you how long I've been in banking, um, the they still spindle. want to do. Look yeah, at, oh my look. god. They, they still want to do debits and credits on the spindle if they had it their way. But if they're the ones that are, they're the squeaking wheel, right? And so they're the ones that have to face it, which is why I make the argument, look, you're a customer, you're an employee of the bank. Think about it as a customer. Think about it as if you were having to process that loan, what does that look like? And how would that make your job easier? So Right. Yeah, I know. And, mm-hmm. and I will tell you that when, when the employees become the cut, when they actually have to go through the experience on something, gives them a totally different perspective. 100%. On, uh, yeah. And, you know, I think everyone would most, you know, I'd ask everyone listening, what kind of phone do you have? 
right? Do you have a, an Android or do you have a, an Apple? And one of the main reasons um, people have an iPhone, um, even if they're not a Mac user, mm-hmm. is because it's simple, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of, there's, I mean, there's not a lot of customization stuff. I mean, it's just, it's just real basic, right? But it's simple. And I think a lot of people would agree that Apple products are very, the user experience, the, the user interface is, is, is good. It's mm-hmm. probably better than, than most, right? And some people will argue with me and they're probably mad at me now for saying that. But I'll tell you this. One so episode, we've, we, we've ticked off Pat Boone fans and Android <laughs> fans in one podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we want to get on? Let's go. But let's see. That's right. Off the, ra- off the rails. Off, off the rails. rails. That's right. So there's a, I'm, there's putting a the train back, I'm putting the train back on the rails. That's <laughs> right. It's crazy. But there, there's, a, uh, there's a quote by Steve Jobs, and um, it's pretty basic. It says, you've got to start with the customer experience and work back towards mm. the technology not the other way around. Absolutely. And I think now I'm not saying that, you know, you can't, you know, it, it, it's still good to go off and, and create really cool stuff. Right. And say, Hey, is there a use case for this? And, and actually there, I, I know I'm not going to say my favorite quote by uh, Winston Churchill, but um, when I was uh, there was a stint in my life when I, after I got out of the military, when I was doing uh, this is post nine 11 doing emerging technology. And, you know, we were, you know, soldiers were losing their, their lives overseas. And there was a lot of technology in the labs, Rome labs, AFRL, NRL, right? Like really, it was really cool stuff, but the normal acquisition process would take, you know, seven and a half to 20 years, depending if it was, you know, something smaller versus a large airframe. Mm-hmm. And we were tasked to figuring out how, how do we get it done in six months, right? Like, how do we get it done in six months to, to 12 months, right? Like, it shouldn't take forever. It's, it's, it's there. Um, and how we get in the hands of the, of, of the warfighter. And wh- what was interesting, what I actually, one of the biggest things I learned from that job was a lot of people say, if there's not a requirement for the technology, we shouldn't build it, right? So there's got to be, the, the soldier has to be asking for the technology. But there's another side that says scientists can build some really cool crap, right? That that nobody was ever looking for. So, like, I think the post-it note, the post-it note is the best example of this. There was never anybody asking for a post-it note, but you can't go into any office in America or in the world, for that matter, and and not find a post-it note. So sometimes, sometimes you you want the technology going off and building stuff, and other times, you know, you really want to listen to what the customer has to say. But as far as the experience, as far as experience is concerned, hands down, absolutely, you have to you have to look at it and say, what are we putting our customer through? Absolutely, I'm full circle, Carl. You started with the iPhone and 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 the uh, Android, and you made all of the Android users mad. So explain the feature that you were going to explain at the beginning of this. Which, which feature? The, the download. This is where you were going. I oh, yeah, were... yeah. All right. Sorry, sorry. So sorry, you I'm like, there, now yeah, there's Carl's off the rails and I'm putting I know, you I am off on. the rails. This is how I'd well we know that... each other now. <laughs> I love there, this. I tell I you, there are <laughs> some things in life that I get. So, Tracy looks at me sometimes like, man, like you need drugs. 
because uh, <laughs> like there are some things that fire me up and, I, and they're so stupid like that but there's other things that are big and i'm like yeah we'll figure it out right whatever so, <laughs> so if you're an apple user yes and you if, receive so, pictures yeah so if you're yes yeah, so tracy's keeping us back on the road so if if you're an iphone user before this latest software update if somebody texted you um pictures mm-hmm. and are, are you an iphone i guy? am yeah okay so before this this latest uh, software update, if somebody texted you a picture, right, you got them in a, a mm-hmm. big list of pictures and you had to touch it, hover over it, select save, and then then you had to select to photo. There was like five steps just to save a picture to your to your camera roll and your in your phone. What what do you do now? I just have you noticed? Me. Yeah, you just it has a little save icon. You just boom go. There's a little icon next to the picture. You just mm-hmm. tap it and it saves. And, and if it's a bundled like mm-hmm. somebody sends you five pictures, they're all bundled together mm-hmm. and you hit it once. Holy crap. This has saved. Game this, is, this is a, this is a game changer. Yeah. And, and it doesn't make them any money. It doesn't do it. So Apple has sat back and said, how do we remove friction from a process that doesn't even make us money? Right. That, that feature alone has made me so happy. And this is this is where like I, we've actually started incorporating this into into some calls with um, with clients, and saying, if you your job is to remove friction and hurdles from every piece of your process as a company, that is your job. You do that, and you're gonna close more. The two guarantees we talked about earlier: you're gonna close more transactions, and you're gonna close them faster, if if you're focused on that, on that yeah. piece of. Yeah, I, I think you're dead on right. I, I think the uh, and, and improving the, the processes that don't make you money, but my God, what kind of customer retention is that? How much is how much value does customer retention have for even on something small and limited? Yeah. I, I've heard of people. I had a customer who loved, and I mentioned this in one of my early, my first blogs since I came to Barrett. Loved the idea that they could assign payee nicknames on their checking accounts. Now you think about oh, it, that's a no brainer yeah. function, but if you have a side hustle, huge, if huge. you have like me, yes. my, you know, I have, a, I have a little account for what little money I make playing guitar. Um, you know, I keep that separate. I've got a little tax account. I've got these things. I don't remember. And I'm a banker. I don't remember the last four digits of all my little checking accounts, but I can go on there <laughs> and say Byron's guitar fund, Byron's this. That is huge. That doesn't make the bank any extra money, but it's hard for me to leave because I don't want to go rename all my accounts. Right. I think absolutely small. I I like the way you said that because I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about that. The process that removing the friction and the processes that don't make necessarily make you money. uh, That that some sometimes are the biggest things, right? Like yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as, as I think our listeners can uh, attest, we could probably do this another couple of hours and make some. Yeah. Time. I'd love I, to do another couple of hours, but, well, they, you know, I, but I, I'm definitely going to bring y'all back on. And I'm really, <laughs> I, I'm really glad that we got to, we got to connect. Well, next time, uh, next time we're going to make Tracy talk. Cause you, you know, we, we talk about the same and he's, he's just sitting there just smiling and honestly, lit, having lit, had lit, Tracy, lit, lit, yeah. honestly, having had Tracy on, I'm surprised he sat there so quiet. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so good. next time, next time it's Tracy. It's, it's all good, time. man. Next time it's, it's all, all good. As, as long as I can see your smiling face, Byron, <laughs> and listen to Carl talk. Well, I want to hear I mean, him play the guitar. I want to hear uh, you we'll, play the guitars. We'll do yeah. that. We'll Are do you, that another time. 
yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, because as soon as I do that, and you, you're talking about holding things with bailing wire, uh, I mean, with duct tape and bubble gum, I'll mess up and then I'll start cussing and then my boss will fire me. And, oh, you know, all right. it, well, gets, it gets a little messy. So, well, and no, then if you're playing, if, if you're playing guitar, then I got to pour a glass of bourbon. So yeah, it's just going to go downhill pretty quick. Yeah, that, that and then and then everything falls. Then it is literally off the rails. Then it's going to go Our off the rails. Sponsors leave. It just it becomes nasty. <laughs> Why well, you might pick up some new sponsors? That's right, Jack, Jim. Yeah, you know, right. you, no, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Well, guys, I, I really hate to wrap this because this is literally one of the yeah. most fun times I've had. Tell us a little bit uh, uh, about how they can find out more about about Bot Doc and where they can uh, uh, talk to you all about uh, signing up. So I'm going to shut up and let Tracy, uh, Tracy handle this one. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, no, go ahead, Tracy. Yeah, you, you can go to botdoc.io. That's B-O-T-D-O-C.io. Also, you can uh, jump on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, we have a rock star CMO. She, uh, she's amazing. And uh, Laura Johns. And so she, she's been doing a, a bang up job. And so you can reach us out there anywhere as well. But uh, either way, you can reach us through that. You can uh, send an email. There's all sorts of uh, yeah. Engagement, Honestly, easiest way is on our site. Yeah, you you go to our website and there's you can set up a meeting right there to book it with Tracy or Gavin or anybody else and uh, and we can uh, you know get you all the information you need and oh, tell and you I'll how tell other you, banks and how other banks are using it too. Yeah, but, and I'll tell you this, Byron, you haven't seen the new version yet. The yeah, with the e sign and the chat, and oh, the yeah. payments and all this. Yeah, so we'll see an ICBI live next week and do that. But I'll tell everyone this, like that's listening still. If they haven't fallen off the rails themselves or or, or, or driven their car <laughs> off the road, but um, would be this until you experience it, until you actually have a live demo and you've actually kind of touched or feel or taste it. And this is what you were referring to earlier. I remember the first time you uh, demoed me. Like everyone yeah. remembers the first time, right? So I'm just telling you. It's uh, it's bot doc, and once you you do experience it, you're like, wow. And we call it the bot doc moment. There's just this moment where you're like, oh, this could change a lot mm-hmm. of things uh, about our workflow management processes within the bank. Yeah, I have no poker face, and when Tracy did the uh, when, when did the demo, it was like country boy seeing electricity for the golly, look at that. No, it was uh, it, it was really cool. I, I'll definitely attest to the bot doc moment, gentlemen. Thank you. This is this has been one of the most fun podcasts I've done in a while. Um, I, like I said, I hope those of you that are wrapping up your stay at ICBA Live or uh, are heading home, it was really good to see you. Um, I, I'm sorry if Carl and Tracy and I got a little loud, um, but you listened to this podcast knowing that we were going to be loud at that point. So glad uh, glad right. we got to hang out and see each other, and uh, looking forward to it, gentlemen. Thank y'all. Appreciate your time. Yeah, we love you guys, and uh, you know appreciate all you guys do with the the school and and everything. Thank y'all. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss out on the latest episode. We'd also appreciate a five-star rating as well, as that will help get the content out to more listeners. We appreciate ICBA Securities for their sponsorship, and if you would like to know more about quality investment products, services, and education at competitive prices, check out their website at icbasecurities.com. And finally, if you don't follow Barrett on our social media platforms, be sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook to stay up to date with all the cool new things that we've got coming up. And as always, from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of banking, blues, and barbecue, 
Thanks again for tuning in, and we hope you have a great day.